Hi, everybody. Hope you're well. Uh, welcome to the Property Empress podcast, and this is Series 4, Episode 7. And I am with Anna today, and my name is Drew. Anna, how are you? I'm good, thank you. I can't believe we're at Episode 7. Yeah, it's just flown by, It has it? flown by. And I was just on my live. I just did a TikTok live and someone was saying they've recently found us and they're loving the podcast. I'm so sorry. I can't remember your name, but that was very kind of you. So thank you so much if that was you. Awesome. So yeah, it's really nice to be getting some positive feedback. But yeah, episode seven. Crazy. Yeah, yeah really. Hammering through the subjects. Aren't yeah. We? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so what are we doing this week? Yeah. So this week's an interesting one. So the Property Impress podcast typically focuses on how to build or expand your portfolio, you know, buying the right properties in the right area, making sure that you're you're looking at the right strategies for what your long-term goal is. But what I have found recently is that I'm getting approached by a lot of people who are already landlords, have a few properties, and they're going through a really hard time with mortgage rates being what they are and with property prices falling, so it's quite difficult to sell. There's a lot of landlords who are basically really struggling and for lots of different reasons. So we're going to we're going to change course slightly. So we're going to be spending the next few episodes focusing on helping landlords who are struggling and some options. I want to give you some options, some ideas, um, just so that you don't feel kind of trapped by your portfolio but it will also work if you aren't a port if you aren't a portfolio mm-hmm. it will work if you're not a portfolio it will also work if you're not already a landlord because it will be again focusing on it still will be building your portfolio looking at the different strategies etc but it's just we're just making sure we're bringing in the existing landlords and what their pain they're potentially experiencing at the moment does that make sense it does i think it does so we are we talked last week we're going to do rent to essay yeah but what we're going to do is we're going to break it into two parts Okay. Because why do you think simply? Yeah, let's just drag it out. <laughs> <laughs> if you can drag it out, apparently. <laughs> yeah, apparently. So, but it's not as bad as it sounds. So basically, I want to be talking about some of the conversations I'm having with these landlords and particularly the solutions. So we have a new client at the moment. Well, I have a new client at the moment. It's a chap that I met um, really only last week or the last couple of weeks. He's a portfolio landlord himself, and he was basically thinking about converting one of his property, his rental properties. He's got a portfolio of rental properties in London, and London's, as we know, is not particularly good cash flow area. He has owned the properties for quite a while, so that that's kind of good. But he wants to boost his cash flow, so he's actually turning a couple of his properties into Airbnbs or into service accommodation. So I thought what we could talk about this week is we could talk about if you're a landlord or even if you're not a landlord and want to or interested in buying a property, we're going to be looking at if you're a landlord um, and you want to potentially think about turning some of your rental properties into Airbnb to boost your cash flow. Because obviously with mortgage rates going up, particularly if you're coming off fixed term mortgages, you might find that your mortgage rates are shooting up. You want to balance that out. You can potentially turn like what maybe one or two properties into an Airbnb to boost your cash flow, and really, because there is that part of me that's like you're taking houses away from tenants, but you're keeping safe all the other houses. Like if you are a landlord, and particularly if your cash flow is dropping and you're, you know, it is impacting you financially, you need to keep yourself financially safe and secure so that you can protect your tenants. So for me, this is a case of if you have a, a you know, a tenant leaving. You think about turning the property because this is what's happened with this client. Tenantly has has left. 
and they were about to rent it out. But actually, we talked about it. They've now decided to do an Airbnb. It will boost the income and keep the other tenants, you know, keep the landlord's finances safe so that he can keep all the properties for his tenants. It's looking at your portfolio as a whole rather than just as your buy-to-let properties. Um, and this is why I think this works really, really well with what we do because we have our buy-to-let portfolio, which is our standards, solid monthly earnings with our equity going up. And then we have our cash flow strategies, which bring us high income each month, which help support in the leaner times, you know, lean times like now when the mortgage rates are going up. Fortunately, at this stage, it's not so much impact on us because we've got fixed terms, but that they will end soon and they will end during this high period. And that's it's going to it's going to affect the cash flow of the portfolio itself. Um, so having a second strategy or a third or fourth strategy, or however many you want to do. Um, but in this specific case, having having rent to SA means that you are able to increase a high cash flow strategy into your portfolio and it helps balance out everything else. So it's yeah, really good idea, I think. Yeah, totally agree. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about rent to SA. So we obviously do rent to SA. This client owns the property. So we're gonna just we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, well, we're going to talk about rent to SA next week. We're going to go into the logistics and all the meaty good stuff that you guys want to hear. Uh, rent to SA has still been the most listened to. We've done a, a similar, well, I I did yeah, a similar rent to SA before. Um, it's been our most listened to uh, podcast, so it's definitely in demand. So we're going to talk about that next week. You're going to have some time talking about how it works, etc., numbers, how to find them, whatever, whatever you had plans. Okay. But for this week. We're going to actually just be talking about what's going on with because with this particular client and this situation, because one of the things that we do, which is slightly crazy, but very effective, <laughs> that should be our tagline for our business, slightly crazy, but very effective. <laughs> but one of the things that we do, and I only realized this was unusual a few months ago when we were talking to a sourcing agent and she couldn't believe that we did this. We take one week, if we get a property, if we get the keys to a property or be on right move, right move it won't be a right move it'll be on airbnb and booking.com in a week so we will take a property we'll dress it we'll get everything ready we'll put the key lock on we'll do everything we need to get it up and running in a week which i don't think sounds that good but when you talk to people and when you actually understand what goes into it that is very quick well it doesn't sound that quick because we have done it a lot now we've done it quite a few times and each time we do it it gets smoother so taking this on and saying yep so we found out last Thursday and we're mid through yeah. the turnover now. So it's about day five of the, of the, the, the week and we're well on course to, well, it's going to go live in, in seven days, no problem. But yeah, it's just speaking to, like you said, speaking to the landlord and him being a little bit stunned that we could do it that quickly. And it's been, well, actually I've done it three days before. I have yeah. done it in three days. The only reason it actually took seven days this time was because the weekend was taken out because we had had plans. If yeah. we didn't have plans at the weekends, it would have definitely been quick. It probably would have been yeah. three days. I mean, yeah, in all honesty, we don't normally get instructed on the Thursday to start on the Friday. Normally, the, the conversations will build for a, a week or two. Sometimes the thing with um, when you're renting to a, a management company like us, that it's an unusual route to take it's not a standard buy to let route so there's just a little bit of well, not really anxiety but there's it's more just a bit a bit of apprehension about taking a step into something a little bit more unknown um and a big part of our job is is reassuring 
the the landlords that this is a, a secure and safe way to do it but actually when when we're um going through that process it doesn't take we don't normally have very decisive people who you speak to on the thursday and say well if you can start it tomorrow then we'll do it so yeah it was kind of drop everything a little bit for the week and and there is a reason that it was so quick as well and that's partly that the property was empty and they were literally about to market it for a tenant but also we're going into peak season so it was like every because also one of the other key factors for the decision was that on the call with this with this client at the initial conversation we went through the numbers and we looked at what was on the market and I gave them an idea of what we would expect the monthly average cash flow to be over the year so not even peak season this is just generally he's getting significantly more income from this so just and that's not even the peak season so when he saw the numbers, it was a no-brainer for sure. But also I was like, you're going into peak season. So you're, you, he's literally potentially losing hundreds of pounds a day yeah. for not acting quickly. So he was, he is normal. Like I'm pretty quick, but he was like, we need to do this as quickly as possible. How quickly can you do it? And I was like, well, if you literally, if you basically send the payment, if you instruct me, send the payment, we'll start tomorrow. And he was like, right, boom, done. You did talk to me briefly between calls. Yeah. I said, well, what are you doing the next week? How busy are you? It's like, well, I'm in peak season. So what do you think? Because like, we've got this really good opportunity to help someone. Um, he's really, he's a really nice really guy cool. as well. It's so clear this is the right strategy for him. So yeah, it it's really cool. It works really well. It's a really good property for what he's looking to do. And yeah, so it was all systems go last Friday. So how did you start? So when we got the right, let's go ahead. What was the first thing you did? I got the go ahead about lunchtime on Friday. So I had to finish up what I was doing very quickly uh, to get a train up to London to collect the keys. And I got a little photo. Oh, uh, yeah. Drew holding the keys, the obligatory photo. Yeah. <laughs> We've always done that, haven't we? Yeah. It's so sad. Losers. It's just between the two of us that we don't do it on social media. We just laugh at ourselves. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I went up, I collected the keys. That was a fun journey. Not so much the journey up, but having to get the keys off of the letting agent who thought that they were getting them back. Yeah, that hasn't come back to bite us yet. I guess, yeah, follow us next week to find out what happened. There's some miscommunication, or there's a communication breakdown. But yeah, I, we've, I've spoken to the landlord, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. It seems to be um, sorted their end, I think. But um, yeah, we just we went and collected the keys from the letting agent. Obviously, from our side, the letting agent's not dealing with it anymore. Um, and when I went down to the apartment and just went around to some quick measurements, photos. Um, I took my little notepad because I'm, I'm still a bit old school with that. I'd, I've been doing it on my phone quite a lot, but it's much easier to just go room by room and say, right, what does this need? What does this need? What can I fit in here? Um, because we do kind of have a cookie cutter approach to this. So that means we are basically doing the same thing each time and we kind of overlook that our properties all have but they're all slightly different shapes and sizes so we have to make sure there are somewhere we can include extra bits in and there are somewhere we have to take stuff out it's very much dependent on the space and stuff like that as well i mean in this case it's going to be able to sleep four people uh, so we have to make sure that we get a a uh, living space with a sofa bed and as well as a, a proper bed in the living in the main bedroom but we yeah it's it's assessing the property make sure we know what to do making a list of everything i need to do and then i 
came home and I start shopping and that's the fun bit really <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah it's uh, it's dressing the property uh, to get it ready for market is the most time consuming part of it but also it's it's quite good fun so what kind of stuff were you buying what, what was the initial stuff you were originally shopping for so I always start with the big bits the bits that are going to be the necessities so it's always bed sofa tv maybe a sofa bed if it's big enough and then kitchen, table and chairs and very often uh, works dedicated space as well because uh, a lot, if you've gone on to Airbnb, you go higher, much higher up the rankings if you've got a place where someone can work um, and then of course it's hitting the market of uh, midweek um, people who are, are commuting or working are staying uh, somewhere where they're traveling for work uh, and then they can use your property for that. Um, so those are really the key things I get. They're the big things, they're the big heavy things and they make the biggest difference when you start filling the property. So you can start to see the uh, the difference almost straight away when those bits are in included in the property. So that is where I start. Where do you get them from? Where do I get them from? Um, it's a combination of things. I Some of the things I can buy new. So I'll order on Amazon or eBay shops for particular items. Very often I will use Facebook Marketplace for secondhand goods because I can get good quality stuff at a cheaper price than brand new. And then I can get a decent bed, decent sofa, decent um, table and chairs and you're not paying as much for it. So you're keeping the budget down for the clients as well or for us if, if it's one of our properties. Um, so yeah that that's my main ones the stress of that is you can hit 10 or 15 people with particular sofa that you think is appropriate for the property matches the colors all that kind of thing and you don't hear back for 12 24 36 hours got a couple of responses today from my messages from last friday so that's uh no no i got that on saturday i don't need you anymore very unhelpful it's a bit hit miss from that side but you can nine times out of ten find exactly what you want from someone who's selling it nearby so that is where i start so you have now a big car yes have you done this yeah because you had a small car before mm. so what do you do if you don't have a big enough vehicle get a van just hire a no, van. I don't, yeah it's the last car i had was a just a normal um hatchback not nowhere near big enough to fit any of this stuff in so yeah i just had to hire a van and a van's good in that you can do everything in a day however if you are trying to source stuff, a budget on Facebook Marketplace, you can't always find everything in the same day. And very often people will come back to you after you take the van back for the day. And it's, yes, up and down. So that's why I've got a big car, big estate boot, so I can fit things in now. Yeah, it just means uh, at a drop of a hat, I can just go and pick the bits up and, and go and dress the property. So, yeah, really good. So you have at the moment a boot full Mm. of stuff so you get stuff obviously you say you order stuff online you yep. go and facebook marketplace yep. etc so what's all the stuff in the boot oh i went to i did a b&m run today look at his face <laughs> he's so happy yeah um <laughs> <laughs> just uh dressing items really so it's cushions kitchen blankets bedding you can get lamps uh any kind of ornaments for the table and, and side tables and stuff like that what else did i get Toilet brushes, uh, bath rugs, um, hanging rails, stuff like that. 
kitchen stuff yeah fully that kitchen was actually that was the most expensive bit normally because you have to uh, very often with these there'll be empty kitchens um, and even if they're not you you kind of want new stuff for an airbnb it's a bit more high quality so all the cutlery crockery and then your cooking utensils so kind of wooden spoons for stirring and then spatulas serving la- ladles and then sharp knives scissors rolling pins rolling pin yeah you need a rolling pin for an airbnb yeah. that's interesting you never know because i've got about to put a bag of flour in there we'll come to this in a minute <laughs> um so rolling pin yeah chopping boards uh, and then you need glasses mug cleaning materials as well so the guests can clean up after themselves there what else do you need tablecloths i mean it's just, it goes on and on depends on what you're getting in the in the room but yeah this one's got quite a big kitchen so it's fully equipped now but you tend to put the same stuff in each of the yeah, you have a cookie cutter approach. Yeah, it tends tends to be the same kind of things, uh, and then yeah, brand new toaster, kettle, coffee machines. I generally saw second hands. You get a better quality one for that. Uh, microwaves, you get. Yeah, that's just I'm just listing kitchen stuff. Yes, really. fascinating, yeah, brilliant, fascinating stuff. <laughs> so, how much do you think you will spend in total, roughly, to dress a property? Yeah, you are. Because we're spending a bit more because this is a client. Yeah, I mean, you know, you it's do, a bit different. I would do a thousand pounds for a, for a property, a standard one normally. You'd, you'd go higher for a higher quality one. It depends where it is and what your target market is. So this one, you just buy the slightly better stuff, the extra attention to detail and stuff like that. When you're doing it in a week as well is also a bit of a rush, but it's kind of when you've done it a few times, making the lists and, and cross-referencing everything as you go through it by, by room and by day, it just helps you get through all of that. That's uh, that's what my boot's full of at the moment. I've also got a load of stuff arriving on the doorstep tomorrow, whether I'm there or not. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, brand new rugs and things like that to... Okay. help dress the property my sofa bed's not arrived yet but i'm not worried about that at all it should have arrived today yeah you definitely don't look worried <laughs> no i'm not worried at all that's fine that's definitely going to appear tomorrow i hope so what's out of everything you've bought particularly yeah. the second hand, actually not everything you've bought what mm. are you most chuffed with what's been the best bargain oh the best bargain oh the, the kitchen table is amazing yeah it was hardly used by the previous owner it's like solid oak wood holds up to it extends to over two meters long so you can have guests in the kitchen it's got six seats even though the property only occupies four so you've got the extra room uh, it's really nice quality it's it looks hardly used at all um how much do you pay for it 50 pounds it's really good good isn't it yeah really yeah. good what's been the thing that you've had to suck up and pay the most for well, i bought a new sofa bed brand new one that was like 200 pounds mm. um, because it's a fold down one uh, there was a sofa in there, but you need enough seating in a living room for four people if you're accommodating four people in the property. So I wanted to get a sofa bed as well. I need to make sure it matched. And this was the thing. It was I was just not getting the responses from people. So I had to go buy a new one. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't wasn't a huge amount of money. And it's going to look really good in there as well. So I'm happy. Going to be happy ultimately. But that was the only thing. I'd, I'd normally be, I'm normally able to source a sofa bed quite easily and uh, it just wasn't the case this time unfortunately yeah but there you go it's part of the job so what else is on your list of things to do then over the next couple of days well i had to do a little bit of repair work on it as well because there was a little bit of a, a damp patch so i just had to block that and smooth it over uh, a little bit of painting and yeah it's pretty much at just the decorating the last bit stage now as far as doing the house goes as i said my rugs are arriving tomorrow my 
boots full of stuff to go and take all that up there and get it all dressed um, the, the the extra bits and pieces the decor the little touches that's what makes a massive difference and that's what turns it from a, a property that's sort of in development it's like oh, it's got potential here to somewhere where it's going to look really nice people are going to come and stay there and and notice like the all the matching lamps in the room and and the knickknacks that match that as well um and it matches the rug i mean it's all kind of it's all lined up yeah once that's all done it'll really feel like a, a an airbnb ready to go so i'm hoping it's going to be finished tomorrow um i think there's a couple of final bits arriving on friday but for the most part it's all going to be done very exciting yeah Something that I love about what you do when you dress properties is everywhere has like, they, they kind of look similar because like you say, the little details are, are kind of similar, but you always, like the, I think it's mainly the pictures, I might be wrong, but you tend to have like themes in each property. So the one, we have one near the airport and you've got, I love that because you've got all like the city, like all the kind of, you know, London, you know, cityscape and you have like different cities of the world like around and it's done really beautifully and then there's other flats that have slightly different feels and slightly different themes so what have you done with this one uh well this was in london so i've got some london themed pictures up there's a bit of abstract art in the living room as well which actually i had i didn't have to pay for that i'd already had that and i was able to just uh, put that up and it matches the the kind of layout of the is all quite modern looking furniture so it, it sits quite well with that in the living room and then i'm going to have kind of like a london themed bedroom and then you know the location of it means that it's going to be targeting tourists mainly um and particularly this time of year it's going to seeing that kind of thing's gonna it's just be nice touches for it i think and the what about the check-in do you want to just talk for a moment about the key locks checking yeah we always use lock boxes that we put in a, a discreet location on the property so they're not obvious for people to come and see but part of the instructions when i fill out all the forms for guests to arrive tells them where they are how to access it and what the codes are and stuff like that but uh, yeah it's a, it's a lock box on site we do lock box and all on site for all our properties we find a way no matter where they are and sometimes they're a bit quirky aren't they yeah but it's always available it's always self-checking every property self-checking so the guests can arrive once the property is open at their leisure they don't have to wait for someone to arrive they don't have to phone anybody uh, all the instructions are there and they can just let themselves in and enjoy their holiday <laughs> <laughs> and presumably you're going to have to find a cleaner yep let's not talk about it i've done that yet <laughs> that will come so what's what's your usual <laughs> reminding pro- me of things on my list i haven't done yet <laughs> what's your usual process for finding a cleaner again i use facebook i i join local communities and put the word out for any local cleaners that want to do it uh, and then i usually work one-to-one with them with them i have some cleaning companies i work with as well i've been doing that for a few months with one particular area it's going really well because everything is taken on by them they do all the laundry as well so I, I i really don't have to do much i just have to make sure that their supplies are topped up every so often and yeah it's re- real easy um i i have another method as well which i'm going to be using for this one is i've got with my property management software that i use there is um an affiliation with a cleaning company app and they provide cleaners at short notice to properties as well so that might actually work quite well in this area because there'll be a lot that the population is quite dense in that part 
obviously in London. And I think it's going to work quite well finding people at short notice as well. You pay a little bit more for that, but then you, if they let you down, there's always backup as well. So good to have a few options with that to make sure that you're thorough with the cleaning because the last thing I want to be doing is hopping on a train with an hour's notice before a guest gets in because someone's let me down. And what happens with the linens and towels, like the washing? It's always been arrangements with the cleaners for me. I, I find a cleaner who will, I can pay extra to to actually handle that for me. Um, and that's dealing with the laundrettes, arranging the contract with the laundrettes, and then they usually do overnight cleans. There is two, uh, no, sorry, at least three for each property, sets of uh, laundry for each property. So you have a clean one as a spare there, or you have a clean one on the beds, you have a clean one as a spare at the property if there's anything wrong with it that they discover that's been overlooked. And then you have the the one that's in the wash as well, which is being cleaned. And then they turn it over next day and then replace. So that's towels, bedding, and usually like bath mats and throws and stuff like that, which I don't necessarily need it every time, but uh, will will need to be done, uh, you know, at least weekly, maybe twice a week. So that's that's a laundry in a nutshell. Yeah, I I find a way for someone to have that all all done within the cleaning budget. What's the process to putting them on Airbnb and booking? Okay, so I've already started the process in the sort of small gap I had in between me dressing properties and falling asleep last night. Oh. Um, you just... Because uh, you've dropped. been staying. Sorry to interrupt you. You've been staying. You actually stayed stay at the property. Night, yeah, I did. To save you three hours round trip of driving. Yep. So yeah, that dedicated <laughs> time. Yeah, and so last night I was able to draft. So you don't go live with them on the platforms, but you draft the properties, you fill in the blurbs and descriptions, um, all of the policies of the property, which a blanket for our properties anyway. So it's just really copying what you've done before. Then there's the facilities, local areas, and you can fill a lot of it in. What's really missing at the moment is the photos because it's not ready. Um, so that'll kind of have to be the last bit I do. But once the photos are on, you can advertise live and then you go live immediately. I think sometimes booking.com, it can take an hour or two to register on the site. But you yeah, that, you can be booking that day. If, if you're open that night for business, then you can um, take a booking that day. Brilliant. Good. So do you put it on, you have Logify, don't you have your software? Mm-hmm. Do you put it on there? So I don't have to put it on there. It will port it from one of the other platforms. So what you can do, Airbnb, you can write it out. Booking.com, you can port the photographs from Airbnb across to it. And VRBO, you can port to Booking.com. So if you filled it on that one, then you can port the advert onto Booking. Booking is the most extensive one out of the three. So you will then have to go in and make extra edits for all the policies because this booking.com it's not just you know rent to SA landlords and stuff like that it's hotels and resorts so I have to tick every time that I don't have a ski lift it's not, <laughs> it's, not it's not skiing and you know I don't have snorkeling gear in the property and stuff like that so that's how extensive it is but you have to make sure that everything's ticked because you get the more information you put on, even if it's no's, which in you know, 90% of the stuff that they cover is a no because we don't have, you know, you can't do camelback rides in uh, in, the, in the middle of London, like that where that is. So you just tick them all, you cross them all off and, and the, the more complete the form is, the higher your page score is. And the higher your page score is, the higher you 
feature up the listing boost up the algorithm yeah exactly so there's a lot to do on it uh you can go live like immediately like it, you can list in five five or ten minutes on airbnb it's a very basic listing and most of it's missed out but they just want to get you online and then you have to make sure you've got that because if there's stuff that you just defaulted for you you could have anything small from being from undercharging on a property and not making your maximum return to renting out a property that is just not ready yet that you didn't realize was would go live immediately and it's not ready for three or four days and that's why i do draft on it anyway and i just have it sitting there as half complete and then i when i'm ready to go live it's all it's all done together and it's all uploaded at the same time uh, and it ports across sorry back to your original question about 10 minutes ago <laughs> uh, it ports across to logify from from airbnb so everything that's completed there will then go it will scrape it and put it onto my website as a listing and the listing looks the same as it does on airbnb all of the same descriptions same photos uh you can just book directly off my website then instead pretty handy tool really yeah sounds good and we also stay at the property so we're mm -hmm. going to be staying there on friday night yep. and test running it yeah to make sure because there's always something that with all the planning you come, you come and realize, even if it's a quirk for that property, there's always something they suddenly think, oh, actually, I think I remember the classic being scissors. That was one of the early ones. Like we had, so we actually had a friend stay in one of the properties and she was like, there's no scissors. And I was like, oh, that's a really good point. So there's, you know, sometimes little bits and pieces. So you kind of test run yeah. rather than getting a guest in and they give you a negative review for your first yeah. thing because there's no scissors. No scissors. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be the most ridiculous review I've ever had. No, either. exactly exactly yeah. so anything else that you think would be worth sharing anything else i do i would well do you want to talk about that you do like a welcome pack don't you and you I have do. your you have your board and you have the stuff that gets sent to them board you have your board so i don't know all the term i'm not i don't know all the I lingo know board is so you know you've got your welcome pack and then you've yeah. got that pop-up board oh, thing. The stand. The yes. yeah, the oh stand. i should have said stand the board is what through you board. <laughs> <laughs> the ages to make them like <laughs> makes it sound like i just slap it on the wall how is that different okay board so I, I have i have standalone clear perspex uh stands with all of the relevant information for a guest to check in so that is all the snap snappy like yeah, yeah. wi-fi codes checkout time house rules quiet times and um, contact details con emergency contact details it's really all you need on it's it all high level stuff so they yeah. can just see it so they can just uh, a snapshot is there in front of them they need to know a little bit more like they can't get the heating up or they don't know how something works in the kitchen then i have a house manual a hard copy house manual as well that's all printed off from my wonderful check-in app that i have which is massively underused by guests for some reason but it ultimately is an app dedicated to your stay to link to your property giving you directions to the property your code to get in your wi-fi code local recommendations of where to eat what to go and do while you're staying there then exactly everything that how to work the house how the bits and pieces work how to turn the heating on why why you need to switch the valve on the shower first before you turn the water on which is one of our houses <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah again emergency contacts there's also emergency lists transport information it's all on it's all on the app and i give them a hard copy as well because 
not everyone's using the app and it's just another reminder that you have everything you need there and even if you haven't found what you're looking for there's a phone number for my assistant who can help you out with everything you need that's a very good follow-up question like the assist so what tell us a bit about your assistant it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> it's like a weight lifted uh, i've been working for, with her a little while now and she uh, i've been always been very controlling of the whole business because it's my baby and i created it and and it just we grew so much in the last year that i just can't do it all anymore um i've got a wonderful assistant who is remote and has her own dedicated phone number and she deals with all of the guest queries she helps guests get in the property she helps them with the wi-fi's and all the stuff i provide the information for but sometimes it's just helpful to speak to someone and she's really she's always on hand she's really useful for them to be able to just bounce off ideas sometimes there's complaints and they can just say to her like there's some these guests are being a bit noisy and then she can feed it back to me but ultimately i'm only having to deal with one person now instead of several a night she's like a filter isn't she yeah she 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 can answer a lot of stuff herself now we've gone through this a lot we've we've got an enormous spreadsheet of i tried to do it in a flow chart but it was too many things too complicated so we just did a list and the answer and then the what if this and then eventually it's like okay just call me if you get to this point but you know 99 of the time it doesn't need to come to me because she's done it a few times now and now she just does it and it goes days where i don't hear from her sometimes and i'm like are you okay still working <laughs> um she's like yeah no it's good so i had this i had to do this the other day i just wonder if you could check this because they said this wasn't working and stuff like that but it's been it's really good um it's, it's how we scale up as well so i've got you know clean cleaners doing the cleaning and laundry i have someone taking the calls and it means i can go and do the, the this bit the bit that i enjoy doing which is prepping. shopping yeah exactly <laughs> prepping the houses and and you know getting getting them ready and marketing them so yeah it's good brilliant that's so useful i had a question and now it's just gone out of my head i'll see if it comes oh no that's what i was gonna ask okay. uh what would you say is your what would you say is your most asked question from the guests oh it's a tie i think between the lockbox doesn't work and what's the wi-fi code yeah the why i thought it might be wi-fi it's those two so the lockbox is people just not reading the checking instructions I mean, you can do it. You can do it every single way. So I have an app. I actually have an automated message which sends to the guest the morning of their check-in telling them how to get to the property, how to find the lockbox and what the code is. And they seem to get to, the, particularly with one of them, which is you do need instructions to follow to the box. So they've got that far, but they say they're entering a completely different code. Uh, completely different I don't know where they get it from I think they just use the pin number which is from your booking reference and if I had slightly more advanced technology I would be able to just reset it to the pin code every time but I don't always know what the pin code is I think that just gets emailed to the guest so um, I don't know we'll find a way for that but yeah the other one's the Wi-Fi code which is plastered in three or four different places not least on the Wi-Fi router but it's also on the stand <laughs> the board, board as you call it um it's in it's in the app and in the in the book as well i mean i it. see it every i can't imagine i mean the wi-fi code especially when i go to any of your properties it's everywhere i feel got a little picture i've got the little wi-fi picture on it in case yeah. you can't read wi-fi so like, well you know what the 
the symbol is because it's everywhere. I can't. It's the fact that they would have had to go onto like the app, which has the Wi-Fi code, to ask you what the Wi-Fi code is, or they would have had to go to the board to no, get your yeah. contact details, which also has the Wi-Fi code to ask yeah. what the Wi-Fi code do, you know is. It's very bizarre. Hey ho, hey ho! But you don't have to deal with that anymore. Get sent to your assistant. Sometimes, sometimes it's just, and, and I think they get a lot of messages and. You know, booking.com will will send two or three messages and then I will as well because I have to instruct them, remind them it's self-check-in and if you've got any questions, remind them of the check-in time. I think it can be a bit, just a bit overwhelming sometimes. So I do try and keep it to a minimum, but I do have to send them the check-in instructions. And, and I only put that step in because no one was reading the, the app. No one was reading it. So it's like, well, if you don't read the app, at least you can still get in um so it still gets there so i don't know what the answer is for self-checking properties yet Maybe i'll find a way uh, when but it you, works for the majority of your guests oh yeah no yeah 90 percent of them are fine but you just when you get to a, a large portfolio you, you do every every week you'll have them who aren't checking it but no, technology is getting better like, there are stuff i can do now with smart locks and stuff like that but unfortunately when i'm in shared blocks a complex of like two or three hundred apartments that i have in one of them there's no way i can do that because it's a it's a particular key fob for entry so you need that to enter the apart the apartment complex itself so that's not really an option unfortunately but um no i think largely i'm getting it right with that but it's a always a work in progress to try and make it easier for the guests lovely well thank you so much so that's kind of the logistics of getting a property up and running which is really fascinating next week we'll talk about rent to rents and how yes. you structure it like is do you what kind of things do you want to cover next week i would like to if people are if we're talking about people acquiring them in the first place let's tell yeah. people how to do that we've done several different ways and yeah i think anyone can get it if they know what they're doing and you understand how the subject works yeah totally um, agree but yeah i'd like to talk about how to get them how to source them kind of we talk about the contracting and stuff like that and some of the rules and regs you need to think about as well. I think that's important to point out. Yes. Because um, you true. can't, uh, and we'll talk about it next week, but you can't do it with every property and we'll explain why. But yes, you, you, there's plenty out there. There's plenty of uh, options out there for people who want to build a rent to SA business. Cool. Thank you so much. All right. If you need to contact me or Drew, you can contact us through propertyandpress.com. There's a, there's a contact form or you can email me directly, anna at annapierce.com. You can also message me through all the platforms. I'm on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook and YouTube and LinkedIn, although I don't tend to use it as much. If you have any questions from today's episode or if you have any suggestions or questions for future episodes, please do get in contact. It's really nice to hear from you. And a five-star review if you're enjoying the podcast would be greatly appreciated. I think that's everything. That's it. We've covered it. Yeah. Wow. Have, so next week, Rent to SA. Yeah, we'll go, we'll go into more detail about Rent to SA. Happy to do that. And if you want us to turn, do create our magic and turn your rental property, if you're interested, actually, maybe I should say that, if you're interested in potentially considering turning your property your rental property into an Airbnb property, you can book a free 30-minute consultation with me through propertyandpress.com. What I had for this client was we had an initial conversation and it was abundantly clear this is the right solution for him, particularly when we looked at the numbers. So I can have that conversation. If, you, if you're thinking about it, book a call with me and we can go through it. All right. Lovely. So, thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. See and you we'll next see you next time. week. Bye.